Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 26th of May, 2021. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com and many podcast websites and applications including Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Well, a little while ago, I don't, I don't watch these things. Let me let you know right off the bat. I don't watch these kind of shows. I don't watch these reality shows. I don't watch these talk shows. But my mother does. My wife does. Um, so I was just kind of like in one of the rooms and I heard the word NASA come across on the Kelly Clarkson show. I really didn't even know who Kelly Clarkson was and I had to be ask and they told me who she was and about her show. I said, okay. Well, I rewound the thing. Luckily, we have that capability. And she was talking about NASA. Well, actually talking more about some new TV show that I talked, Space Heroes. Remember I talked about that uh, one or two podcasts ago where the winner of that show will be getting a trip to the International Space Station. And you can listen to one of those other podcasts if you want to hear more about that show. But anyway, she talked about the trip to space costing $55 million, and her concern was, wow, she kept saying, well, she's all for NASA and all that, she thought it was a cool idea, but $55 million, she said, do you know what you could do with $55 million, and then she went on, and then she talked about, she says, there's people in the world that don't even have drinking water right now, and she did apologize kind of back to NASA saying, well, you know, I like you, but $55 million, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I put uh, a 35-second segment of that uh, clip there on my website, the Twitter website. So it's twitter.com slash podcast if you want to see what she actually said in part of that. And then it went on a little bit longer, her bringing up the the amount again and then apologizing, but not really apologizing, kind of like, you know, NASA, I like you, but type thing, you know. I don't know. Some people might say um, if you want to give people water uh, with some money that, that could be saved, maybe get rid of some of these talk shows and reality shows and a lot of stuff like that because you can get a lot more than $55 million that way because of all the advertisements that are paid for and things like that. You could you could get millions and millions upon millions, maybe even the billions, if you eliminated talk shows and reality shows and things like that. So I think that might be a better idea. And just keep the uh, space thing going, because space is the place. Well, it looks like Lockheed Martin and General Motors have announced a partnership to develop a lunar vehicle for NASA astronauts to use during Artemis missions in the years to come. Won't that be interesting? Uh, what is going to, what is it going to look like? What is, what's going to be the gas mileage? <laughs> is it going to run on gas? I doubt it. But, uh, I think this is probably in the preliminary stages. And, uh, the, the article itself 
It's uh, talking about a moon buggy type thing that'll carry astronauts and cargo. It says uh, GM has built such a vehicle before as the company was the major subcontractor that helped Boeing create their lunar rover vehicle, the LRV, that was utilized during three Apollo missions on the moon. The new partnership is part of GM's global growth and innovation team, which has included projects like electric commercial vehicles, auto insurance, and military defense. And then the uh, article has a little bit of a rendition of what uh, a vehicle might look like. A couple of astronauts on the surface of the moon, it looks like, with the Earth in the background, and much more in that article if you want to go read all about it. Um, they get, they have some videos there of Apollo 16, astronaut John Young as he's driving the lunar rover vehicle uh, on the moon. And uh, it's a pretty extensive article, and I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the uh, near future. But you want, you want to go check that out? That's also on my Twitter feed, twitter.com slash spacegabpodcast. Bezo means no bucks. Michael Baylor wrote in Twitter, Jeff Bezos, or is it maybe it's Bezos, Jeff Bezos' presence is hurting the chances of the $10 billion in extra HLS funding for NASA. Sanders is only one senator, but the more this issue gets widespread public attention, the more likely it seems that other senators could get cold feet. I guess um, this has become a hot topic uh, lately. Bernie Sanders He's uh, writing here five hours ago, it looks like. Jeff Bezos is the richest guy on the planet. He's gotten $86 billion richer since the start of the COVID pandemic. Does he really need $10 billion from Congress for space exploration? So uh, some of the monies, uh, because of his being involved, I guess, uh, might be kept from uh, being placed on the NASA budget. It appears, and I know there's a lot more people writing articles about this and what Bernie Sanders uh, is attempting to uh, start rolling here, getting going. I guess uh, putting in putting it on paper, possibly for a vote in the near future. Will uh, Jeff Bezos' uh, involvement in this hurt NASA's chances to get the extra 10 billion for the landing vehicle? Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but it is heating up. It's an uh, an issue, a subject that is coming to the top of the boiling pot of water. Oh my gosh, it's a UFO. No, it's a UAP. No, it's a Mylar balloon. No, it's the lunar eclipse. Did you guys see the lunar eclipse this morning, early this morning? Luckily, I woke up at 4 a.m. here in California and I had seen on the news last night, right around 4 a.m. is when it was going to be just about close to being the total eclipse. And so I went outside, and sure enough, a bunch of the orange was uh, shadowed by the Earth. And just a little bit on the top of the moon uh, was still in sun, brighter sunlight. So I grabbed the old uh, camera, which is attached to my phone, <laughs> grabbed uh, my binoculars, and... Uh, put the camera lens to the binocular lens and attempted to get some shots. But, you know, the moon was so dark at that time. Uh, that camera on the phone, tele- my uh, cell phone, is not the best. I have one of the cheapies. 
and uh, it's not good at grabbing low light. But it did get some shots. I did get some kind of cool shots that I put on my Twitter feed and also on my Facebook. I shared those. Uh, but you can actually see, even with the low light, uh, it's, it doesn't compare to some of the professional photographers that were up early this morning taking some wonderful shots of this lunar eclipse. But I got some. I actually watched through the binoculars, and that was a magnificent view, and then attempted to take some pictures, which didn't look at all like what I saw with my own eyes. So it, it was cool just to watch this morning. So I'm glad I woke up at 4 a.m., glad I went outside and saw the lunar eclipse uh, I didn't have to wait very long before it eclipsed all the way. As many probably people, you know, they sat there and watched it and waited. I'm not sure how many hours it took for that thing to get eclipsed, but I caught it right near the end, right when it was going to be eclipsed. And then I went out a little while after that, and I saw that the moon was getting brighter again because the uh, shadow of the Earth was passing away then from the uh, the moon itself. So Earth was uh, not blocking the sun uh, anymore, and you could see the moon brightening up with the reflection of the solar light. And it was cool, though, watching the uh, lunar eclipse. Uh, it's really nice. I, I'm glad I woke up at 4 a.m. And speaking of mylar balloons, this morning, once again, one of the uh, media stations, the news stations that does only news, they uh, were pushing this UFO, UAP uh, story hype again about now the White House uh, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but uh, they were showing some of the aircraft photos where there's military pilots taking photos of what they're calling uh, UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UFOs, and two of the shots, maybe three of the shots they shared were, guess what, that darn Mylar balloon, it's a, it's a Batman Mylar balloon, in the shape of Batman. You could you could see it so plainly, and it's 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 ridiculous. This it's I I hope that these guys put this out there, uh, the, the the pilots put these out there for a joke because it is a joke. It, what's a bigger joke is the media sharing these things and actually putting these things in their story when you can see it's a mylar balloon. It's a mylar party balloon of Batman. It's not a it's not an aircraft. It's not a UFO. People know what it is. But they keep, the media just keeps pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. How embarrassing. I, I, what's most embarrassing and, and, and a joke is they don't find themselves embarrassed by doing this. But if you haven't seen it before, go on my Twitter feed. You could see the pictures. I did screen captures from the news organization. And they're not the only news organization that does this. Many others do it. Pretty much all of them do it. I, I, I can't stand watching the, the media much anymore. We'll watch it a little bit just to get, you know, subject matter what's going on during the day. But then when they do stories like this, it says, oh my gosh. I, I really, when I used to do my newsblab.com uh, website, I could tolerate it because I had to watch it so I could, could, could critique from 2000 through 2008 the media. And I had more control because I could call them out and they actually read my blog, all of them. And I could actually help build a better news story through that blog of criticism or praise, whatever it was. But now I'm just a viewer. I don't do that blog anymore. And, oh, my gosh, it's just, it's terrible. It's really terrible. But, yeah, it's a Mylar balloon of Batman. It's very obvious. You can see it. And why do they keep pushing this? Why, why, why?
Well, the ISS solar arrays are getting closer to being delivered. Here it is. Six new space station solar arrays will be delivered via SpaceX's next cargo resupply mission, targeted for June 3rd. The arrays will provide additional electrical power for the ISS research investigations, as well as the continued operations of the station. I've done uh, this story on a number of podcasts in the past. Uh, those solar arrays, as I said, will be, are, which are b- built already, some of them built, will be, be will be placed alongside or on, on top of the existing solar arrays and then wired in to provide uh, solar power for charging and electrical connectivity uh, for the future of the ISS. So if you want to learn more about the solar arrays, uh, click on this link on the Twitter feed or go back to one of the previous podcasts. If you, When you go to spacegabpodcast.com, all my subject matter for each podcast is listed on the website for that particular podcast. So you can do a quick search and find uh, more on the different arrays uh, that I talked about during some previous podcasts if you'd like to. Unique skip entry, a stone skips away. NASA Marshall tweets, When NASA Orion returns from its first NASA Artemis flight, it'll try a unique skip entry on the Earth's atmosphere to prepare for a pinpoint landing. And that's going to be tricky, uh, but this will be a good attempt to see how well this works. And... Um, it, you know, it, when it bounces off the atmosphere and it, then it comes back down, uh, for a reentry at a proper angle and all that for a reentry burn and, uh, parachuting back, uh, to earth in this case, uh, uh, into the waters. Um, you know, it's, that's, that was one of the big worries when they first started going into space, you know, getting back and, uh, they had to be real precise on the entry, where they're coming in, the angle, the speed, the whole thing. If you ever saw that movie or read the book uh, Numbers, that those ladies, they were uh, they were female computers. They were just uh, magnificent as uh, getting the trajectories and the angles and all, all the, the calculations needed for a safe return of the uh, the Mercury uh, astronauts and after. So, uh, at, you know, at Mercury, Gemini, Apollo... It's all uh, a matter of hitting the Earth's atmosphere properly because sometimes if you don't do it right, you could bounce right back off and just keep on going uh, into space and never to be returned to Earth. So uh, check on that story. It's on the Twitter feed uh, if you want to read more about that. The uh, unique skip entry. I guess recently they had a White House press briefing and one of the reporters brought up some questions about the UFOs, UAP flap that's going on, you know, the Navy thing that I've been talking about and everybody's been talking about, the thing that's, that happened uh, a long time ago but it's been resurfaced mostly by entertainment organizations and, and being uh, run around and now senators and congressmen are getting involved. And Well, one of the reporters asked at the uh, White House press briefing, and there was lots of giggles. They had a big giggle factor. And there is a YouTube video, and I have a link on the Twitter feed, uh, that shows the press secretary uh, answering or attempting to answer the question that the reporter asks about what is the White House's view 
on these UFO, UAP concerns to our national security. And it's still got the giggle factor, and it should. It should have a giggle factor. You know, the only people not giggling are the people, I think, that are trying to make money on this stuff uh, with books or television shows or movies or TV series, just like they have in the past. This is how this all came about. It started by an entertainment company and pushed and they just got the right people involved to keep it going, to get, you know, to get the ball rolling. And it's been rolling. And it's just been rolling and rolling and rolling. <laughs> so now it's made it up to the White House, for goodness sakes. Uh, this is not the last we're going to be hearing about this UFO, UAP, this naval uh, aviators, uh, uh, radars and the pictures, the videos they have. We're going to be hearing about this for a long time. It's giving hope to all those people who are just pushing for what they call Disclosure. Well, Axiom Space announced uh, record-holding astronaut Peggy Whitson and mission pilot John Schaffner to lead Axiom Space's AX2 mission to enable new research in space. So they uh, announced those two to be on their AX2 mission. And there's much more in that article. Uh, it's pretty much a, like a, a press release type thing for Axiom Space. Uh, I'm really excited to see this Axiom Space uh, effort take off and, and, you know, them building the different missions. And, and I'm really excited to see how, how well they do and if they do start building their space station uh, that will first be attached to the International Space Station as one module. And then other modules are planned to be attached to that one module to build into numerous modules, which will eventually, the plan was or is, is or was, I'm not sure what's now, to be an independent space station, the X station, AX station in the future. That's how they pushed it anyway in the past. Uh, uh, when the ISS does go um, into retirement and when it gets decommissioned, but now it sounds like some people are really pushing for the ISS to be funded even further along if they can keep it alive longer. So those year uh, deadlines they were coming to, the, t- the timelines, the milestones for the space station might be increased some. And so which means probably the X station might have to wait a while if it even happens. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, so those two astronauts have been named to the X-2 mission. Well, what do you know? A word of warning to be watchful. China in space. I told you so. Hmm. Watch the Chinese, NASA Chief Bill Nelson says in a virtual event. They're starting to get very aggressive in space. We have to be concerned. It's nothing to snooze at and ignore, he added, citing unofficial reports that COVID-19 escaped from China's Wuhan Virology Lab. But space, and I've been talking about it for previous, many previous podcasts about China's space program. See, now people are actually starting to come out of the woodwork and actually talk about it. Before it was like, I, I was wondering, I go, hey, don't you as space administrators see what's going on? Don't you congressmen, senators see what's going on, for gosh sakes, with China? When is somebody going to be saying something. Now, maybe they were watching, and I'm sure they were watching in the background, but now they're actually coming out in the foreground 
Now the NASA chief, the new NASA chief administrator, is saying, oh, they're starting to get very aggressive in space. So I know we're going to hear a lot more about that because China is kicking butt right now in the space program. They're just doing everything right, it appears. Uh, although they still haven't launched their latest cargo ship to their new space station. Not that I've seen anyway, unless they've launched it and didn't say anything, but I'm sure that's not the case. So we're still waiting, even from last podcast, waiting for that launch of their new, uh, their, their cargo ship that's going to be going, it's a robotic cargo ship that's going to be going and docking with their new space station, the third space station that they've done now. Uh, so we'll just wait and see what's going on with that. Pass the salt and pepper, please. A NASA team has found that organic salts are likely present on Mars. Directly detecting organic salts would support modern-day Martian habitability, given that on Earth some organisms can use organic salts for energy. Well, the Chinese rover has descended onto the surface of Mars. They did that uh, May 21st, a week after the vehicle's historic landing on the surface of Mars. And they provided some nice uh, photos of the rover coming off uh, the, the landing craft. And uh, now it's going to be starting to explore the surface of Mars, doing what they programmed it to do. So more and more, people were saying, hey, where's the photos? Where's the photos? Well, you're getting plenty of photos now. And I'm sure we're going to be getting a lot more in the near future. Uh, as the their rover uh, goes around doing experimentation and uh, that now that rover I think it, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, it's not nuclear powered they said it's solar powered because it's got a battery uh, and um, so it's not going to last as long I'm assuming uh, as our rovers have the U.S. rovers because uh, the nuclear powered ones anyway um, but this rover. Uh, I heard somewhere, and I'm going to have to confirm that, 90 days, something like that, that it's expected to uh, perform. And I don't quote me on that, but that's kind of like what I was listening to. Because a lot of the, the the people will be tweeting a lot of things on on Twitter, and you don't know if it's an official tweet or if it's just uh, fanboys tweeting or, you know, just people giving opinions and all that. But uh, there's plenty out there to look at. But anyway... The rover has come off its landing craft. It has reached the surface and is rolling around and, and actually moving on the on the surface of Mars. Uh, China's rover on the move. I guess President Biden was at a news conference, um, and once again one of the reporters brought up the UFO uh, question. I guess the reporter says, uh, Obama said we don't know what the UFOs are. What do you think? He asked uh, Biden, and Biden kind of just chuckled and had a smile on his face and said, I would ask him again, and then walked off stage. So, uh, like I said, just like the, the previous story I was talking about, about the, the press secretary talking about the UFO, UAP, uh, it's not being taken real seriously uh, by the, the real high-ups right now, although it is being taken seriously or appears to be taken seriously at the lower end of the uh, the government, uh, like I said, we're like I said, we're just gonna we're gonna keep hearing about it, and we're gonna hear stories, and I'll share the ones if they're you know worthy of sharing. But yep, there's the big giggle factor.
The Blue Origin New Shepard has a window seat available. Every astronaut on New Shepard has a window seat. Bid for the very first seat at blueorigin.com is the tweet from Blue Origin. So I guess you can get a window seat on their New Shepard uh, spacecraft if you bid high enough. A, w- a, a window, a room with a view, actually a capsule with a view. So you want to go check uh, blueorigin.com out if you want to read more about that. And uh, bid for that window seat. Blue Ghost Lunar Lander to be launched by SpaceX. Firefly Aerospace says it has awarded a contract to SpaceX to launch its Blue Ghost Lunar Lander in 2023. Blue Ghost will be carrying 10 payloads for NASA's CLPS program. The mission will launch on a Falcon 9 rocket. And that's it. Until next time. Space Cowboys is